Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha. I am your host. And today, we're going to talk about why stress is making you fat, why stress is making you gain weight, why is stress impeding your goal to lose weight, no matter what you do. I have several clients, friends, family members, and even myself in the past who have struggled to lose weight no matter what they did, no matter how little they ate, how much of a calorie deficit they were in or thought they were in, how much exercise they did to where literally the scale would not budge. It would not budge. And then for some, maybe they end up gaining weight, right? And I've been there too, guys, where, you know, I was training two, three times a day, eating 1200 calories, doing extra sauna sessions, doing cardio, running, sitting on the bike in a sauna suit, like, you know, everything, all of the things, and the weight just wouldn't move. And now, back then I didn't know this, but now I understand how much stress can be a factor. And let's talk about like what stressors could be because everybody perceives stress differently, right? And I talked to some women who, you know, they have a career, they have children, they have families to take care of, homes to take care of, and they handle it, let's say, really well. You know, maybe you have a really high tolerance for stress. And if I ask you how your stress is on a one to 10 scale, even though you got a lot going on in your life, you might tell me like, eh, no, I'm fine, like a three, I'm not that stressed. Now, even though you don't perceive the stress to be very high, there may still just be a lot going on in your life. Now, there's other people that are more sensitive to stress, and they might say, you know, their stress is like a nine out of 10 consistently, um, you know, and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong or anything like that. It just means we all perceive it differently. But just because we might not perceive or tell ourselves, maybe we're trying to be really positive about the situation. I've been guilty of that. Like, oh, no, everything's fine. I'm not that stressed. No, it's just what I got to do. You know, it's just a situation. We'll get through it. Um, it's still a stressor. <laughs> now, other stressors, that you may not realize are stressors on your body and on your mind would be diet and exercise. Exercise can be a stress relief, right? Everybody who's into fitness, if you're into working out, you know, like you pick that exercise because you enjoy doing it most of the time, right? I I have a lot of friends that are like avid runners. They love running marathons. That's not me, (laughs) but they love running long distances or they love swimming. They love to be able to tune out the world. For me, I loved boxing. I loved kickboxing. I loved martial arts because same thing, I could just release the problems at the door, go in, get an amazing training session, leave and feel so much better. Jiu-jitsu, same thing, right? Maybe it's biking for you. Maybe it's weightlifting for you, whatever it is. We all have those things we love and that can be a mental stress relief. But if we are exercising too much or if we're exercising with the sole purpose of like, I'm doing this because I have to lose weight. I gotta force myself to do this because I gained weight today. You know, using it as a punishment, that's a stressor on your body. And then there's the physical stress, you know, the actual pounding of the pavement. Or when I was doing MMA and jujitsu consistently, literally your body's getting beat up every day. That's a stress on the body that causes inflammation and recovery and repair and all of these things, right? So I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, that it's a stressor, but just understand that, that is another stress on your body. And the last one I'll mention, obviously, is going to be diet, right? Your diet is a stress on your body. Now, if you're eating like crap, 
that's a stressor on your body. If you're putting in junk that is difficult for your body to digest, that is stressful for your body. If you're filling it with greasy French fries, fast food all the time, too much sugar, too much candy, soda, you're not drinking enough water, then yeah, you're probably going to be constipated. You're probably not going to be able to lose weight. That's a stressor on your body. But on the other side of it, the other stressor is over dieting, right? And again, if you've been on this dieting hamster wheel, where like you just keep going lower and lower, you went from 1500 calories, now 1400, then 13, then it's 1200. By the time you know it, you're eating, you know, 1100 calories and you're still not losing weight. Again, that's a huge stress on your body. Okay. Emotional stress. If you're having stresses at work, if you have financial stress, stress in your relationships is a huge one. So obviously there's a lot of stressors. We cannot eliminate them all. Some stressors, like I said, like exercise, we choose. And there are some seasons of our life where we want to be in a diet. We want that stress because we want to lose weight. Okay. So all of these things, again, I don't want to label them good or bad. It's just understanding that we do have a lot of stress in our lives. It's just recognizing that. And to combat that, we'll talk about different strategies, different ways that you can strengthen your resiliency to handle stress better, but also, you know, maybe different times where we have to really pick and choose of when we're dieting or how much exercise we're doing to reduce the stress if there's a lot of other things going on in our life. Now, let's get back to the point here about why, why do all these stressors, why do they make you gain weight? Why do they impede your ability to lose weight? Why? So I'm going to talk a little bit about the science behind why that's happening, because it's not just like a woo-woo, like, oh, just because you're stressed, blah, blah, blah. No, there's actual, you know, science behind it. And so what happens, guys, is when we have long-term mental or physical stress, any of the above that I listed on our body, on our mind, what it leads to is our adrenals under stress, they secrete the hormone cortisol. Cortisol is the fight or flight hormone that our body produces for our survival, for our protection. Okay. So if cortisol is not a bad thing, it's literally what just helps protect our body. Now, if we are overproducing cortisol, if we were in a chronic state of st stress for months, maybe you had like a three month period where it was just, you just, you know, one thing after the next, maybe you lost your job, your kid got really ill. Maybe you got a serious illness or a serious inju injury or somebody in your family, you had a death in the family or something, you know, a lot of heavy stuff that a lot of people go through. Maybe, you know, maybe something happened financially that was really stressful or something with work or, you know, whatever it was that just kind of compounded, right? We went through that heavy period of like a chronic stress, one thing after the next, or maybe one thing for a long period of time, or maybe it's just a lot of those little nagging stresses I talked about earlier. Okay. So whatever the case is, high cortisol over a long period of time, it will suppress your metabolism, okay? It will downregulate your metabolism and your sex hormones, which primarily for women, what's gonna happen is the more stressed out you are, it's gonna start to decrease the amount of progesterone and testosterone that your body produces. You're gonna become very estrogen dominant which causes us to hold on to a little more belly fat, it causes us to hold on to a little more body fat, okay? Testosterone is that hormone that really helps our, you know, our, our libido, our energy, our strength, our ability to lose weight easily. So if our body is very, very stressed, it's not gonna produce as much testosterone, which is gonna make it very difficult to lose weight, 
okay? So this is why even if you haven't been eating more, let's say you're eating literally the same for the last three months, but you've been gaining weight and you just don't understand, okay? Let's say you've actually been tracking and you can honestly tell me you have not eaten a morsel more of food and you're consistently eating the same amount. Let's just throw it out. Let's say it's 1,400 calories, okay? And let's say at first you lost a little weight and then it stopped and then you started gaining weight and nothing changed. Nothing else changed. You were training the same. You got eating, eating the same exact amount, but now you're gaining weight. Well, I would ask, what's going on in your life, right? What, what are the stressors, okay? Because with chronically high stress, this is going to impair, like I said, it's gonna impair those sex hormones. It's gonna impair the production of your thyroid hormones. And all of those things, if they're not working efficiently, what that's ultimately gonna do is that's gonna decrease your BMR, okay? Now your BMR is your basal metabolic rate. This is the amount of calories that your body burns at rest, doing nothing, literally sitting on your couch with your feet up, watching TV, blinking and breathing. That's your BMR, okay? You're doing nothing. Or let's even let's even go less than that. You're sleeping. This is the this is the most amount that your body burns. It accounts for 70% of your daily calories burned. Literally just for your heart to beat your lungs to breathe, your eyes to open and close. Okay, we're not talking about walking. We're not talking about exercising. We're not talking about digestion. That's a way less percentage, okay? 30% goes to all of that stuff of your calories burned throughout the day. People put way too much stock in exercise calories, okay? Oh, my Fitbit says that I burned 400 calories on this workout. Great. Most of the time, those aren't accurate. They're a great motivator. But what your body burns the most is at rest, okay? So that's all has to do with your metabolism and your hormones. So if those are out of whack because of a high cortisol, because of high stress, it's gonna decrease the amount that your body burns doing nothing, okay? So let's say your body at rest used to burn 1,500 calories, okay? Now on top of that, you were exercising, on top of that, you were um, you know, doing cardio, whatever, you're in your dieting phase. So let's say before at 1,400 calories, your body lost weight. Because just for your body to function, it was burning 1,500 calories, right? Stick with me here. So now, let's say that because of the high stress, because your metabolism is slowing down, because the sex hormones are being downregulated, your metabolism is being suppressed, now your body, let's say it starts burning less and less, okay? It's trying to protect itself, okay? It's trying to figure out how to function with this amount of calories. So it starts to go down to match it, okay? So let's say when your weight gain stalls, Maybe it's burning about the same amount. Now your metabolism, now your BMR, maybe is about the same as what you're eating, 1,400 calories. Now, let's say the stress continues, continues, continues. Again, this is saying you haven't changed the amount you're eating. Now, what if your body's only burning 1,200 calories? Okay, so what happens now? If you need to be in a calorie deficit, are you gonna eat 1,000 calories a day? That's the length that some people go to, but that's not fixing the problem, right? That's not addressing the stress. That's not addressing the issues with our metabolism, with our high cortisol issues. It's not. We're just exasperating the problem by continuing to try to go lower and lower, train more and more and more. So we're just creating a bigger and a bigger monster here, okay? So what is the solution? How do we fix this? Well, there's a couple different things. The first is we need to address the stress. So before I would say, okay, change your macros, reverse diet, or eat more of this, or do less exercise, or whatever, we need to address the stress, okay? And so what I would suggest is, you know, to make a list, 
What are the things that have been keeping you up at night? What are the things that are the biggest stressors? Can you delegate some of those things or any of those things? Can you totally delete them? Can you take them completely off of your plate? Or can you divide, divide and conquer, okay? Can your partner help? Can you hire somebody to help? Can you get the kids to help, right? So divide, delegate, delete, okay? I always think of the three Ds, okay? So that's a great first step is just to see. Now, let's say you're like, Trisha, I can't do any of that. I can't do any of the three Ds. The stress is what it is. I gotta pay my bills. I don't have help with the kids, blah, blah, blah. I totally, totally get that. So next, we need to work on some strategies to help our body deal with the stress in a better way. Now, this could be, here's a few ideas, okay? Now, besides sleep, sleep is a huge one. I don't wanna ignore the factor of sleep. Chances are, if you're really stressed, you're probably not sleeping enough, which is another stress in the body. So if you're not sleeping seven hours or more, let's work on that first, okay? Second is you can implement certain strategies that really don't take up a whole lot of, a whole lot of time They don't require any extra equipment or money or anything like that. One of them is simple breathing techniques. And there's a a strategy called the Wim Hof Method, which is a breathing technique that is supposed to help lower your stress. It's supposed to help, even though you're kind of putting yourself in a little bit of a stressful state, it's supposed to help your resiliency to handle more stress. And it really becomes very calming. And it's a simple breathing counting method where you're breathing in, take a big, big, big breath. And let's say you're inhaling four deep breaths in, really slow count. Now at the peak, you're gonna hold your breath for about eight seconds if you can, okay? You're gonna start to feel a little panic by that eighth breath. And then you're gonna exhale as long as you can, as much air as you can get out. And you're gonna continue that for four or five breaths. Now, a simple exercise like that takes one minute. And I find it is so calming. I need to remind myself to do it more. It's something that I've done while breastfeeding, while I'm just sitting there closing my eyes, or if I'm having trouble sleeping and having a lot of anxiety at night, just a simple breathing pattern does wonders to reduce your stress. Here's another easy one you can do, anybody can do, because we all take a shower, right? At least a couple times a week, I hope you take a shower, if not daily. So when you're in the shower, we all, especially women, We love a nice, hot, scalding shower, right? We love it. Oh, it's so relaxing. But what I'm going to challenge you is to try a cold shower. Because again, what that's going to do is we want to train our body to be more resilient in a stressful state. Now, you know, an ice cold shower, it's it's not like, you know, a lot of losing our job stress, right? It's just, it's 30 seconds of just handling that stress breathing deep through it, and then going back to our comfort. So for 30 seconds, you're going to crank it all the way to cold and just sit there and be uncomfortable in that cold water. And then boom, you can crank it back to the heat. Do that three or four times and you will be shocked at how much energy, okay? It will be like the best cup of coffee you ever had when you get out of that cold shower. I'm not even kidding you. Okay, if you're dealing with fatigue, give that a try. And then the third one, this to me is the most challenging. I have not yet conquered this one, <laughs> but it's been highly researched, highly touted. If you look at anybody who's uh, an elite athlete, they do this. If you look at anybody who's a master at recovering from stress, they do this. And I'm talking about a good old ice bath. Now, I've definitely done versions of this through my fighting career when I had injuries. Everybody knows you, you throw ice on something, you stick your foot in an ice bucket, yada, yada. But I'm talking about submerging yourself in a a complete bath of ice. 
ice cold water with ice cubes. <laughs> and again, you don't sit there for an hour, but you see, can you, can you do two minutes? Can you do 90 seconds? Can you do five minutes? And what you are doing is training that stress response in your body. You're breathing through it. You're being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Now, what I also notice is when you implement some of these techniques, your ability to handle stress in the outside world becomes so much easier, okay? Somebody cuts you off, you're like, eh, whatever, I'm relaxed today. I just did an ice bath, you know? Or I did my deep breaths already. I'm not stressed out when I'm getting on the road, driving to work, or when my kid is screaming bloody murder. You're just much more equipped to handle those stressful situations, which overall decreases that stress load on your body, okay? It's gonna help lower your cortisol which we know was the reason why our metabolism was being suppressed, right? So besides that, obviously, there's a lot of other ones. Oh, journaling is a great one. I'm not a big journaler. I used to before the baby, right, when I had my little quiet mornings and stuff, but now not so much. But journaling is a great option for some people. Maybe it's just sitting in nature. Maybe it's sitting on your patio with a cup of coffee to de-stress. Maybe it's getting your nails done. Maybe it's getting your hairs done. For some, it's getting a tattoo. For some, it's going for a nice walk, okay, in nature. So whatever it is, maybe it's going on the ocean and dipping your toes in the water, your feet in the sand, grounding, walking outside barefoot. So those are all different methods because, you know, again, I can tell you, oh, decrease your stress, decrease your stress. But if you look at your life and you're like, I don't know how I could possibly do that in this season. I can't make my kid not be sick from daycare. I can't not send my kid to daycare because I need to work to pay my bills and blah, blah, blah. You know, and my car needs repair, this, that. There's a lot of things that we can't always control. But there are things we can do to help control the amount of internal stress we have in our body and in our mind for us to be able to better handle the stressors we can't control. And what that's going to do overall is it's going to decrease our cortisol. It's going to help bring back up our metabolism. Okay. And the less stressed out we are, the easier it's going to be to lose weight. Now, the last thing I'll talk about is releasing a little bit of stress on yourself from dieting. Okay, or exercise. Now, the scale can be a stressor for many people. I know for me, it used to be very traumatizing every morning to step on the scale and to see the scale go up, to step on the scale and to know I freaking busted my ass yesterday and here I am up a pound. What the hell? Okay, and it used to send me on a tailspin. I'd be depressed the whole day. My husband wouldn't want anything to do with me. He'd be like, oh shit, she's stepping on the scale. He'd be waiting, biting his nails to see what my reaction was when I came out of the bedroom, you know? So for some people, you know, and I remember at one point, you know, my husband and we were dating at the time, he freaking threw the scale in the closet. He said, you don't have a fight coming right now. Why are you torching yourself? I'm putting the scale in the closet. I don't want you to weigh yourself for a week. Okay. My boyfriend at the time, right? My husband had to tell me to stop. Okay. So if the scale is throwing you into a tailspin, maybe don't weigh yourself every day and release that stress and focus on your habits, okay? Focus on the things you can control. Focus on the other things to measure your progress. The second thing is maybe you need to take the stress off of dieting. Maybe you need to add back in more calories. Maybe it's too much to count macros right now. Guys, I haven't tracked my food in weeks. 
I've had too much going on. We've had family in town for two, three weeks total, you know, spanning over the last three weeks because of my daughter's first birthday. It was an enormous amount of stress planning her first birthday, okay? My my first one-year-old birthday party to plan, it was a lot, okay? We've had family, we've had friends, we've had, you know, lunches and dinners and eating out. And me on top, you know, on top of all of that, thinking about logging my food, that's a hell no, okay? So I took that stress off of my plate. Maybe that's something you can do too. Maybe right now, instead of being in a dieting phase, maybe it's best to be in a maintenance phase. Maybe it's time to increase your carbs to allow yourself to eat more so you don't have the stress of being hungry at the end of the night, right? You're satiated, you ate enough, okay? So little things like that. Um, And then the last would be the stress of exercise. If it's been too stressful to keep your, your consistent workout routine, maybe you used to work out four days a week, but the amount of stress you have in your life it's more stressful to try to get the workout in. It's stressing you out more. Maybe you need to release that stress. Maybe right now you don't do any workouts. Maybe you focus on getting 10,000 steps a day. Maybe it's easier to get walks in. Maybe you take it to two times a week. Maybe instead of forcing yourself to go to the gym, which might be a stressor to leave the house, to get up extra early, to drive to the gym, you know, the amount of time it takes to park and to do all of this, go to the locker room. Maybe it's easier to just take 20 minutes twice a week to do it in your living room. Okay, so these are just all examples of how you can lower the stress you have to help decrease your cortisol, to increase your metabolism, and to raise your BMR so that you don't have to fight so hard to lose weight, okay? Because that is a stressor that is just, it's the worst. It's one thing when you know. It's one thing when you know, okay, I gained weight, but I've been effing off. I've been eating crap. I haven't been working out. I haven't been even tracking my food. Or I'm tracking, but I haven't been being honest. I'm eating too much junk. I'm drinking every weekend. Okay, right. You could be disappointed in that. You could be like, okay, you know, I've been effing off. I need to get, you know, back into the groove here. I know I can't expect the scale to go down when I'm, you know, doing all of these things. But the most heart-wrenching thing to me is to see women who are doing their damn best every single day, day in, day out, on top of everything else they have going on in life, and they're not losing weight. And most of the time, it's because of the stress. So if you could take anything away from this podcast, if you've been listening, you made it all the way to the end here, please, I implore you (laughs) to look at your life, okay? List out the stressors. Sometimes it's nice to just do a dump in a journal, write everything out. Take the three Ds. Can you delete? Can can you delegate? Can you divide divide anything up? Can you ask for help? Okay, go through your list. See if there's anything, even the most minute thing. Maybe it's just laundry. Maybe your husband's going to start doing laundry. It takes one, one thing off your plate. One thing. One thing out of the several that you have going on. Okay, and then when you've exhausted that list, now what things can you implement to to lower your cortisol? The breathing techniques. There's no excuse. Everybody can do that while you're lying in bed at night or when you wake up in the morning. Or if you're still breastfeeding like me. (laughs) You know, you can do it while you're sitting in the chair, okay? It's very calming. Can you do an ice cold shower? Anybody can do that. Are you brave enough to do an ice bath? I know some of you. I see some of you on social media. You're freaking badasses. You do ice baths in your tub. Are you brave enough to do that? Give it a try, okay? And then the third thing to look at is can you reduce the stress of the scale? Can you reduce the stress of your diet by just eating more or not tracking for a little period of time? And can you decrease your workouts or change the way you're doing your workouts? 
Okay, so look through all of those things. Okay, be a detective in your own life. This is what I try to help my clients do each week is to look and see what else can we do? What can we do more of? But a lot of times, what can we do less of? And sometimes doing less is gonna bring us more progress in the end. And when things clear up, when we're in a better season of life, less stressful, maybe now we can get back to going to the gym. Now we can go back to a calorie deficit, right? But if you're in that stressful season right now, take a look at all of those things and see what you can do to help decrease your stress and just give back to yourself a little bit more. So that's it, guys. I'm gonna wrap it up. I know this was a longer podcast. I got very excited and passionate about speaking about this because I know so many women struggle with it. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Um, you know, Share it with another mom or, or female that you know that's super stressed, that's struggling to lose weight because I wanna help more women overcome this and avoid the pitfalls of just continuing to push and push and push and be frustrated with no results. So that's it, guys. I will talk to you next week. I hope you all have a great rest of your night, day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and I will talk to you all soon.